At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. We welcome you back in. It is our number two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM on this Tuesday as we'll be with you every single Tuesday. Our crew, Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver. I'm Ben Wilson uh, on these Tuesdays here during the NFL season. Patrick back on Thursday. Michael back with us tomorrow. Big thanks as well to our producer behind the glass, Matt Santos here downtown Las Vegas at our Circus Sports Studios. Andrew Ingold, our technical director. We got Mikhail Miranda as well uh, handling audio today. And we've got the injury reports rolling in, Mike. Mm-hmm. We're already one week in, and everybody's banged up, it seems like. Uh, last time I checked, too, you were a former wide receiver in the league. The old hamstring injury on a short week, Man. not exactly a great recipe for success. And we just a few minutes ago got the report. Uh, indications of the, the Chargers wide out. Keenan Allen likely out. That was according to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. Not a shock considering not only what we just laid out, hamstring, short week, but the injury history there, Mike, for Keenan Allen. Yeah, I mean, Keenan Allen, uh, you know, uh, look, I mean, if you start – Hurting your hamstring is going to linger. It's always going to stay with you in your career. Uh, it's unfortunate. Um, he had all the offseason uh, to get in tip-top shape and couldn't even finish game one. Uh, so he's going to have to battle. Think about that. All year long, too, Keenan Allen is going to have to battle hamstrings. I, you wonder how long they're going to give him. They're going to allow him to kind of, kind of completely heal uh, this hamstring situation. But I don't know if it's ever going to get there uh, for Keenan Allen uh, this far along in his career, too. I already said earlier that he's lost a step or two. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Chargers have anticipated that. That's why they have so much other speed uh, at other wide receiver positions with different personnel. So uh, Keenan Allen could be a big miss, but I, I don't think the Chargers 
are looking at it as a big miss for for their offense. So yeah, I, well, I remember too, and thinking about how it relates to your own career. It was mm-hmm. What ninety four, your first year with Denver, you got off to just an incredible start, first three weeks, and then you get hurt, and it's like all of us, you know, you have all the positive momentum, right. and then it's just like, what do you do after that? And I mean, you were you were on IR right the rest of the year. And yeah, it was, I lacerated, and that, like- and that kind of that. I mean, that was hard to come back from because it was a huge knee laceration for well, you. Well, it was a it was a lacerated kidney or kidney, yeah. yeah and then so, you had the knee later. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean. Do, so I was in intensive care before IR. <laughs> One <laughs> so, is a little more serious sure, than the other. Sure. Yeah. Um, but no, as a player, I'm telling, asking my doctors, okay, when can I get back out there, though? But no, <laughs> no, you can't get out Mike, there. Hope, yeah, that's right. Kidney, sure. Mike, let's be careful. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, getting back from that, completely different than a hamstring because, you know, we're sprinters, basically, as wide receivers. And uh, you keep pulling your hamstring, and that thing does not help you. Uh, as you get older in your career too. So I was able to battle back obviously, but uh, Keenan Allen, you know, again, he's, he's an elder statesman and uh, I, but I, the chargers have a contingency plan. I, I, I know mm-hmm. that they do just looking at their roster uh, with the personnel that they have at wide receiver. As far as, uh, and we, we saw how Gerald Everett, the new tight end, you talk about contingency plans, mm-hmm. Donald Parham also dealing with a hamstring at that tight end position, but Gerald Everett, three catches and a touchdown there and looked really, really good mm-hmm. in week number one, targeting, uh, getting targeted, I should say, by Justin Herbert. As far as other injury news, as we get ready now for these quick turnarounds, figuring out what is overreaction, what is not. We talked earlier about Seattle and San Francisco. Could this be an overreaction line in week two? given for Seattle how little they did on offense with zero points in the second half and the short week as well going to San Francisco in a divisional spot. Keep in mind, though, the Elijah Mitchell injury is going to be a big cause for concern going forward here for San Francisco. And you get the reports now, it's the injured reserve designation for him. So at least four games out with the knee injury that he suffers mid-game against Chicago. We'd already talked, Mike, about how Trey Lance was one of the two or three worst quarterbacks by the overall analytic metrics in week number one. What do you expect out of a Niners run game in week two now that one of your most valuable assets is going to be on the shelf for a divisional matchup? Yeah, it's going to be very interesting, uh, Ben, because, you know, you know, so many missing pieces here for the 49ers, and I'm high on the 49ers this year. I mean, that game that they played against Chicago in the rain, uh, not indicative of what they want to get to. We're going to see the entire playbook now, uh, certainly against a divisional opponent, but Elijah Mitchell going down. Think about the family, Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan. They will find other running backs. They always have. Uh, to execute their offense, the wide zone scheme. But Bobby Turner, the longtime running backs coach for both Mike and Kyle, retired. Uh, so now you have a different running backs coach. you got a different run game coordinator because McDaniel's now the head coach with Miami. So I know there's going to be a big reveal in this game at home for the 49ers with the new playbook, but they have different pieces. John Embry, offensive line coach or certainly a tight ends coach, uh, assistant head coach too. Now he's in Miami. And Kittle's banged up too. So they want to unveil this potent running game. I, I'm curious how they're going to get to it, though, against a divisional opponent that knows them very, very well. Uh, so I'm cautious about the mm-hmm. 49ers this, uh, this, this week, anyway. Uh, I think it's going to take them some time to iron out some things, but they have a great defense, though, that can keep them in game, so. At least for Mitchell, going to avoid needing surgery. That's mm-hmm. what head coach Kyle Shanahan said yesterday. They expect him to be out around eight weeks, but you talk about these rookie running backs, it'll be a lot of Jeff Wilson going forward, but for Tyrion Davis, Bryce, and Jordan Mason, Coach Shanahan basically saying, yeah, they're going to have to grow up fast because that's kind of the situation at hand. And you think about a team that averaged only, what, it was 4.9 yards per play, in absolute monsoon conditions there in Chicago in week one. And we saw how for the struggles of Trey Lance and the rest Mm -hmm. of that offense post 
uh, especially post uh, first half when you build up the 10 nothing lead. When you think about that, you, you talked about how the scheme changes when you lose an offensive coordinator or a, or a play caller in general and a Mike McDaniel. And you think of this about the sloppiness too, 12 penalties for 99 mm-hmm. yards for San right. Francisco. It goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Is it, do you view it just a one week fix or something that is probably going to take more like the first month of the season to really iron out some of those issues, especially when you consider, okay, weather and wonky play the way we saw in Chicago. Those are the things that is better. A lot of times you're, you're much more likely to write off as just a one-time random event thing. And so that's where the conversation becomes really interesting when we saw how bad Lance, uh, Lance looked in that week one spot. Yeah, from a passing standpoint, Debo Samuel can also take uh, snaps at a running back if they want to do that. But I, the full playbook is going to be on display now. And so what we anticipate, or at least I have, for the 49ers, I'm going to be able to see more of it now. Right. And uh, Kittle, the injury right there, I, I, you know, he's probably trending towards playing a little bit. I, I don't know if he'll play the entire game or not. Um, but it, the, from a running back standpoint, it's a it's a simple concept. I have three options on every play as a runner. Uh, and it, it's not it's not something that I can't catch up to speed with. I just got to use my natural God given ability, really. Uh, and that's what the 49ers will stress. But without an experienced run game coordinator or, or continuity that way without Bobby Turner, who again, that guy has coached hall of fame running backs. And uh, he's a long time running backs coach with this scheme. Uh, and without him, uh, the adjustment without Elijah Mitchell too, with the younger guys, you wonder if that running backs coach, current running backs coach can help that can help them in that learning curve. Bobby Turner there. Okay. No sweat. But without Bobby Turner, that, that could be different for San Francisco. And just looking at some of the you know, the injuries that we are seeing now, the, as the reports start to pop up, they will list Kittle as questionable with a groin injury. You expect him to go, but probably yeah. be limited on a snap count. That would make a lot of sense, at mm-hmm. least in, in his season debut there for the Niners, laying about nine at home against Seattle. Speaking of injuries, we continue on the injury discussion here on the Tuesday show. That'll be a theme throughout a lot of these, at least this time of the week in general throughout the NFL season. But we get confirmation on the thumb surgery for Dak Prescott. Ian Rappaport having this uh, report last night from the NFL Network. Looking at uh, being ready by week 10 at the latest, week 9 by. They think week 8 could be a target return. But really, Mike, what you have to figure out now is how do you evaluate Dallas on a week-to-week basis going forward? From the bookmaker perspective, Chris Andrews was on our, our guessing line show here with Gil Alexander on a numbers game yesterday. He said, and this is, I find interesting because it, again, is the behind the counter perspective. Uh-huh. He adjusted the Cowboys power rating down by about eight points when you make the transition from Dak Prescott to Cooper Rush. And right. we've seen how the betting market, Cowboys are about a point favorite on the look ahead against Cincinnati. They're now in a spot where they're, they're catching at home either seven and a half or most, most of the books in the market, including at BetMGM, have Cincinnati by eight on the road. So to start off here, at least on the week-to-week angle, Cooper Rush, your Ooh. replacement here for Dak Prescott, how much do you actually downgrade this Dallas Cowboy offense from your perspective looking at it as through the former player's lens? Here? I haven't stopped downgrading the Dallas You're Cowboys, still down- to be honest it's with still, you. Yeah, it's still yeah. a cascading it, mountain. It really downwards. is. Right. It really is. I mean, they could be tumbling all year long. I mean, Dak Prescott, I think the reports about him returning are optimistic. Uh, it's kind of like uh, any situation, J.C. Jackson and his ankle surgery. Everybody's optimistic uh, at the beginning of the year, but – the reality is this. He just had surgery uh, on his thumb. I had a broken hand, and I was fortunate that it was just a clean fracture break. It wasn't displaced. There was no surgery needed. It just was going to heal. He had surgery. Uh, so there was some displacement, obviously, there. And, uh, okay, you, you're going to have to have surgery, put a plate or a bone in, or, or, or a pin in there to kind of keep it and let it heal. 
And then you have to take that out. Maybe not. Who knows if they leave it in? Who knows? But yeah. I'm not a doctor, right? But the healing process, I mean, I, how quickly a bone heals, really, you're going to rely on that. And that's what the Cowboys are relying on right now. Because speaking of no contingency plans, I mean, no backup quarterback situation. Who's the backup to the backup? And that's always the big question. Because if the backup, if Rush is not effective, who's his backup? What other options do you have on top of the offensive line issues I just think Dallas is is in disarray. They have been uh, how they operated in the offseason, and it carried over now that they lost their uh, their franchise quarterback. Is it the Danuch? Oh my goodness! More Ben Danucci. As of now, they have not signed an additional quarterback. We, we that will happen this week. Sure, we will see who. Who's to say Cooper Rush that, doesn't get hurt? That though. well, right, exactly. You know, we, we'll see what that ends up. Uh, what what the case ends up being there. I you as far as. What Dak actually looked like, though, on Sunday, and it was not pretty whatsoever. No. Bottom five quarterback, again, on the EPA per play and the completion percentage over his expected evaluation. If you combine those two together, you look at all the quarterbacks who qualified this past week. Prescott was a, a bottom five guy in week one, and you, you have to ask yourself, how much worse is it going to look at, you know, in reality here, when you think about Prescott, who had a QBR 15.3, right. that's about as bad as it gets, Mike. So I get it, it's a big downgrade, but... We saw a really, really bad Prescott performance. And I, I wonder, is eight points almost too much if you're saying, well, Prescott's level was pretty poor to begin with pre-injury. Isn't that a fair case to at least be made on the surface? Well, you, people will look at the Bengals and the offensive line issues that way. But again, they're going to correct mistakes. I clearly think the Bengals, the fight with that team, I clearly expect them to fix a lot of things this week. That's at least another angle you could yeah. look at there. Wow, will Cincinnati look after a truly bizarre week one performance? Their opponent, Pittsburgh, has a lot of injury issues. We'll talk about that game next. Pittsburgh, New England, fascinating matchup as we continue. It's hour number two of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run. Every hit. Every inning. Every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport. Whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at bet 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip i thought in that moment oh my god we've summoned something from this board this is uncanny usa He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Horse racing fans, First Bet wants to invite you to enter their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita Park on October 6th through the 9th. The grand prize package includes airfare, hotel tickets to the races, plus a $1,000 betting voucher from First Bet. Head over to vcin.com slash horses to register. We're back downtown Las Vegas Circus Sportsbook Studios. Thanks again, our entire crew doing a great job as always here behind the glass. Also, I failed to mention last time we got Rob Moreno. Ryan Hunter, Sergio Sanchez, all uh, all making us at least look as good as possible. I'm still trying to convince uh, Rob to come out here and strip me of my my hypothetical Survivor title belt from last year because I won Vsin Survivor. Okay, I won, and I lost Week One this year, so we're done already. Mm-hmm. Titans, you're dead to me. Officially, well, you had we year. have a gold belt in the in our in our little prop room here. I'm trying to convince Rob to come out, like let me put it around the shoulder and then just rip it off me. But he, he had a year to do. wear the belt though. He had a year to celebrate. 
Yeah, I didn't, of course, I never, ever got right. the belt. I just saw it okay. walking in today. And you I'm didn't like, make a belt for yourself no. or a trophy or anything like I that? I did. Well. Did you get a trophy? No. Wow. We, we so, run a tight ship here at VC. Okay. Like, we run a really tight ship so, on these contests. So but I'm out already. You so. were just a champion in name only. Yeah. Okay. Look, a lot of bragging rights, all right? <laughs> a lot of bragging rights. There were a whole 14 people right. in our contest. Well, beat, bragging I rights would be if you three. had a trophy you could show everybody, too, though, or a ring or something. I beat 13 other people, Mike. Yeah, it's big, okay. it's a pretty, right. Not quite Circus Survivor <laughs> with over 6,000. By the way, they're down under 3,000 after week one. That's yeah, pretty incredible. Over 50% hit. of the entries out after Survivor in week one alone. Uh, and you think about the injuries now, how it translates into week two as we get back to that. This actually just came down a few minutes ago. We were going to talk about this anyway with the TJ Watt news being out. The, the, at least the initial fears were that he could be out in the eight-week range with the, uh, the torn pec, but uh, that was like a best-case scenario from what Tom Pelissero and NFL Network were reporting yesterday. But Mike Tomlin this morning, he just came out. This was a few minutes ago, Mike, and, say, and says he is, uh, he is as encouraged as he possibly could be about the injury and at least the early scans that they have gotten back here. Still seeking second and third opinions. He said definitively, though, Watt out this week, but Tomlin would not go uh, further than that. So just one week for now, you still likely think at least a month range or so for Watt. But without him... How you think about how he and the Steelers defense turned Joe Burrow and the Bengals over five times, despite being out yarded, out time of possession, out first down nearly two to one, how they still were able to put themselves in a position to win that game against Cincinnati. How do you imagine that translating to a matchup against another weak offense in New England in week two here? where you're at home against the Patriots and an offense that only could muster seven against Miami. Well, you, you look at New England, they have protection issues, protection scheme issues, and Miami was able to exploit that, whether they were stemming late uh, to some different looks. The communication between Mac Jones and, and the center position or, or certainly the sideline, uh, who's ever calling plays, uh, they just don't have a, a system in place to work and to protect Mac Jones right now. And Miami, a familiar opponent, uh, they certainly without Brian Flores was able to exploit that. Now you got Flores uh, in Pittsburgh to kind of help out the situation too with that defense, uh, what they can do against New England, who can struggle again, uh, looking at them offensively. So mm -hmm. starting right there, even without T.J. Watt, I, I think Pittsburgh will have a great scheme. Uh, they're awesome in the secondary. They have other guys that can step in and other guys that can pressure uh, the quarterback too. And And when you're breaking down and schematics at the offensive line position against blitz looks. It's Blitzburg. Uh, it's zone blitz, right? It's confusion and all of that. And if you're not on the same page as an offense, you're in trouble, period. Uh, and then conversely, I, I think Trubisky offensively uh, will get it going. Canada will get it going. I, I mean, again, a familiar opponent in the Cincinnati Bengals in their defense. But I, I love the weapons for, for the Steelers. Uh, I love the fact, even with Najee Harris a little banged up, I, I love the fact that they can stretch the field uh, when they have confidence to stretch the field. And, and certainly they need to develop that consistency uh, to do that. But I, I look for improvement offensively for the Steelers. I mean, at home against mm -hmm. a struggling uh, New England Patriots offense, that situation looks intriguing and, and exciting to explore a little bit deeper in terms of leaning towards Pittsburgh right now. And you see where most books have gone on this game. It's anywhere from one where it's at at BetMGM to one and a half right now. New England laying the point to point and a half on the road. Low total as well, anywhere from 40 and a half to 41 right now. You mentioned Najee Harris reports earlier that all of the tests on his injured foot were negative. So 
should be good to go. The reports are there is a good chance Najee Harris will give it give it a go in week number two. I always wonder too, like on your perspective from when you're in games and, and general game flow, mm-hmm. how weird is it when you're in a game like you're in an offense like Pittsburgh was on Sunday, where every time I looked at that game and watched it, it looked like Cincinnati had the football, and that was I mean that was borne out in the stats. They had a forty three to twenty six time of possession edge there, Mike. Like how weird is that to try to get rhythm when when your defense is constantly forcing turnovers and like they had a they had the pick six as well mm-hmm. in that game, but you're just not really on the field at all and you're not really able to get much of a rhythm going. Is that a real thing when you're when you're actually playing and trying to get get continuity and consistency, especially with a new quarterback like Trubisky? Yeah, absolutely, Ben. I mean, I think you want a volume of plays. Uh, one, you want to know what the defense is doing to you and what to, you need to adjust to. And uh, we can have a game plan going into the game, uh, but Always remember this expression. I think when, even as a better, because mm-hmm. as players, we remember this. And, you know, uh, what we want to do, or in this case, what as a better, you're looking at a team, what they want to do versus what we can do. Or, you know, as a better, what they can do. Uh, what can they get to? And so uh, if you look at Pittsburgh, they can get to a lot of offense. They can get there. They can make adjustments necessary. But uh, that first game, it was interesting uh, against that Cincinnati Bengals defense, which I think is going to be improved, right, this year. So uh, New England, that defense and what they want to do, I, I think Tua exploited some things uh, from a man-to-man concept and creating some looks. Pittsburgh can get to that, too, to help out Trubisky. And again, he's a dual-threat quarterback at times. And uh, that's a lot. That is a lot of offense right there to be able to allow you to adjust to uh, that I'm looking forward to seeing from Pittsburgh, to be honest with you, this mm-hmm. week. And well, part of it on the New England side too. So much of of any of the cases you were going to make week one, and mm-hmm. I I made this case last week was an inherent trust in Bill Belichick preparing his team to be ready to go, even if the personnel had some glaring weaknesses, like you just talked about heading into the season. And yet, the penalties they made were, even though there were only three of them for New England, they were in really critical spots. A, a penalty on fourth and one defensively that kept a Miami drive alive led to points. Mm-hmm. You think about getting strip sacks, recovered for a, a fumble and a touchdown deep in your own territory for Mac Jones, uh, having an interception in the red zone while you're driving in to score. Just basic mistakes that you don't expect well-coached teams to do like a Bill Belichick. Have, do you feel like in the narrative coming out of week one, and we can discuss whether this is overreaction or not, is that Belichick has lost something on the fastball, which would have a big impact in the betting markets if you believe that to be true. How much stock do you put into something like that, again, based off one 60-minute sample size here from the Pats? Well, Ben, I think he's distracted. Um, you know, Belichick will manage his coaches, and but now if he's involved in the offense, he's taken away from himself as a defensive guy too, right? And, and so that acumen, maybe he's leaning on his son a little bit more on that, on, on that side of the ball and Mayo and others, people that he trusts. But clearly the problems are offensively for New England. And I, I think Bill Belichick's attention is on that. Uh, how can they fix it and how can they fix it quickly, which could hinder the defense. Um, you got familiarity with the Steelers and, you know, Flores and what he knows what Belichick wants to do or, or the schemes or what they're going to be. Uh, and as a consultant on that staff at Pittsburgh, he's going to do that on the offensive side of the ball with Canada, uh, the offensive coordinator. So there's going to be a plan in place for what New England does. Again, it's about adjustments though, during the course of a 60 minute ball game. Right. And, uh, I think Pittsburgh has so much more that they can adjust to at this point in the season than what New England is currently working on. 
at this point of the season. Interesting. So you're you're certainly thinking Pittsburgh it, you know, as a home dog, especially mm-hmm. we've we talked that Dazim about how good Mike Tomlin has been in the underdog role, and he chalked up another one, sure. up another win against the number, and also outright for Tomlin as a dog this past week. Also, that qual- that would qualify too, especially with all these books at the one and a half. Pretty good teaser candidate too. <laughs> like we just talked about, you're making in the earlier when we had Will Hill on Carolina versus the Giants. Right. You're making Daniel Jones beat you by eight and a half or nine. You're going to make Mac Jones on the road beat you by eight. That's essentially what you'd be asking if you played yeah. a six point uh, teaser there. Back to back road games too for a young quarterback uh, who are, they're going to be experiencing growing pains for the majority of the season on that side of the ball, and that cannot be easy uh, in National Football League humbles you but i mean back-to-back road situations like that that's tough for any yeah. team any elite team let also, alone new england right now like you're a plotting slow offense and you have fourth and one at the 40 now this is i know the drive they got bailed out with with mm-hmm. the ridiculous illegal contact what are you doing just throwing jump balls into double coverage 40 yards downfield when your offense is built to run at a five to six you know yard per play right. rate and, and not really look for the big play? The, the play calling in some of those spots left a lot to be desired, at least when I was when I was watching and having a Patriots three right. and a half bet. Well, and as we play Blitzburg, uh, how you beat it and how you fight that blitz looking and all this confusion is you spread them out. Uh, and so maybe New England kind of gets to that, but they're going to get away from running the football if they do something like that. And, and I don't know about the health for Mac Jones, too. Uh, Back spasms was the sure, report. So sure. you can treat that. But you know, when, you, yeah. Yeah, when you spread a team out like that, though, Ben, uh, and if you do have an effective quarterback, uh, that can help you out. But from a protection standpoint, they are still breaking down, though. Miami was able to – it was only two sacks. Of course, you have to factor in the strip sack fumble right. lost as well, but at least made him uncomfortable most of the day. Only put up seven points. That was one of those bets where mid-third quarter, I'm like, all right, this thing is totally dead. There's no way. <laughs> Steve's not built to come back from yeah. down two scores, and they certainly were not in that game. Speaking of New England and the Patriots, we go out to our resident Boston guy, Josh Applebaum, host of our new VEASAN Daily uh, podcast that we're going to welcome in next. Get his thoughts on the week two card right after this as we roll on here on the Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VEASAN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, 24-7 video, season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl. For only $175, or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Final half hour of our show here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. Back alongside Mike Pritchard, I'm Ben Wilson, your Tuesday crew on the show uh, throughout the NFL season. And speaking of Tuesday crew, we got the guy who hosts our one of our new podcasts here at the network, Vsin Daily Morning Bets. It's Josh Applebaum, also host of the Market Insights podcast, this guy's an early riser now. I mean, these podcasts are up. It's like 4 a.m. on the West Coast. And I've already got a pod dropping in my feed every single day. Uh, Josh, how you doing? How'd week one uh, end up going for you? I know it was a profitable ending to the week with that Monday night position you were on last night. 
Yeah, Ben and Pritch, it's great to be with you. And yeah, decent week in terms of some of these dogs with line moves in their favor. You know, the Giants come to mind going from six and a half down to five and a half. The Steelers were a play that I really liked. I got a little nervous because Steelers were like six and a half all week. They got to seven. I'm like, okay, maybe some uh, Bengals money coming in there, but sticking, dancing with the one who brung you, they came through. I think the important thing, the biggest teachable moment from week one, though, guys, is last night because I think it was a perfect example of a data-driven play that if you're brave enough to kind of trust the data, you had a nice winner there with Geno Smith because two things that we all, that I always look at, guys. Number one, betting percentages. Go to vsan.com slash splits. We get these real data percentages from real bettors at DraftKings. And they were telling us throughout the day, like 90% of bets were on the Denver Broncos. So just from a bet against the public standpoint, you walk into a bar, everyone's on Denver wearing a Russell Wilson jersey. I had to go the other way and look at Seattle. But I think the important thing there, guys, you know, contrarian only gets you so far. It's a nice foundation, but you really want to also incorporate some respected money. So I think what made to me Geno Smith in Seattle such a a really sharp bet last night is that they opened getting four. They got up to seven, but we didn't see that seven get to minus seven and a half with Denver late. We actually saw a lot of late buyback. And one thing I like to look for in the NFL game day movement where when the limits are raised to the highest amount, where's that big money coming in late? When I saw that, you know, only 10% was on Seattle and they went from seven down to six and a half, down to six at some shops. That was a great uh, kind of just angle for me saying that even though no one wanted to bet Seattle, they were taking mm -hmm. in that late reverse line movement in their favor. And guys, these primetime dogs continue to really crush it. If you want to go contrary and you want to do it in these most heavily bet public games, these one-offs, primetime dogs with a cover last night, now 61 and 44 against the spread, 58%. Uh, over the last three years and also that prime time under that was a tricky one because it opened at 41 it got all the way up to 44 it looked like early in the summer or you know leading up to the game a lot of over money was coming in but again late movement got down to 43 and a half you cash that under and unders in the prime time games now three and oh this year and 59 percent the last three years yeah mike i think what josh is trying to say is my my 20 dollar unit size wager on seahawks plus seven <laughs> Definitely move the number <laughs> the entire point. That's pretty well, much what I'm taking away. Well, from Josh, what about this upcoming uh, primetime situation with Chicago and Green Bay? Because this is interesting to me. I mean, the total is 43, right? And you got a double-digit uh, spread here uh, with two teams that are probably going to struggle a little bit offensively for a little bit uh, into the season anyway. Uh, sharp money, line movement. I know it's early in the week. Uh, anything telling to you right now with this game? So I think a couple things here, Pritch. This one's fascinating to me because if you look at it from the perspective of buying low and selling high, you guys know this. It's overreaction week. You played well. People want to bet you. No one really believed in the Bears. They had a six and a half win total that was juiced up under. They have a big win there in the rain. And I, I actually loved it. At like as five-year-old kids are sliding in the mud at the end. That was pretty cool. But they surprised a lot of people. So people are want to back them. Feel like this number is too high. Green Bay really disappointed and keep an eye on their injury report because, you know, they didn't have Lazar. They didn't have their tackles here. So on the one hand, it's like, you know, this number seems way too high. It seems fishy. Why is it so high at 10 if Packers didn't play well and the Bears did play well? So just from the angle of, you know, taking the points or giving the points, I get that it could be a buy low spot here on Green Bay. But what's the market telling us, guys? It is a slight majority of bets on the Chicago Bears here. I'd much rather have them be like a Seattle gross hazmat, you know, getting 20%. They're getting around 60% of bets across the market. But I'm still thinking that I'm leaning toward taking the points with Green Bay. I did notice some of these plus 10s on Chicago are juiced up plus 10, minus 115. Keep an eye if it may get down to nine and a half. And again, divisional dogs. Pritch, great point by you. A double-digit dog in a total game of just 42 and a half that opened 45 and a half. 
So correlative betting toward that dog. And again, these primetime dogs, 58% uh, the last few years here. So I'm looking toward Chicago. I just don't think it's a perfect play. I'm a little worried that maybe I'm buying into the team that played well and really maybe dismissing the team that did. Yeah. So Josh Apple, I'm looking to maybe take the points with the uh, Chicago Bears again, catching 10 Sunday night in Green Bay at, uh, at Lambeau against the Packers. Our deep dive here on, on these Tuesdays as we do with Josh Apple. I'm at Josh underscore insights where you can find Josh's work there on Twitter. And we, we led into this segment, Josh, talking Patriots Steelers here in our last block. Some of the injury news coming out with Pittsburgh without uh, TJ Watt here for the foreseeable future. I have to imagine the sky is falling. Speaking of week one uh, overreactions here, everybody panicking on the New England front Patriots about a point point and a half favorites on the road. Where do you begin to go with the handicap with a couple of teams who had very interesting performances week one oh and one Pats on the road against the one and oh Steelers. So I'll be honest, guys, when this game opened Patriots laying one and a half on the road, I was kind of shocked. I'm like, you know, what's going on here? Shouldn't the Patriots be a three point dog or more? I looked at it and saw that early move. It did go to uh, a lot of books did fall a little bit toward the Steelers, like plus one and a half down to plus one. Some books even got down to a pick them. And I'm like, okay, makes total sense. Steelers had a great win there back and forth. And they beat a uh, division rival there with the Bengals. Patriots obviously, obviously looked terrible there in Miami. Couldn't really get anything done offensively. A bunch of terrible mistakes. Mac Jones gets hurt. So it's like, okay, Pittsburgh is a no brainer here. But guys, this is an ultimate buy low, sell high play. I'm a Pats fan, but I'm taking my, you know, my allegiances aside here. I like New England in the spot. This line is one of the fishiest lines of the week. If New England played so poorly week one, we still don't know who the coordinator is. They're making these ton of uncharacteristic mistakes. Then why on earth are they one and a half point favorite? They're only getting 22% of bets across the market. The odds makers knew that when they open up this line, Patriots as a small favorite, the public would be all over the Steelers here. But we did see when that line got down to one or pick them over the last 24 hours, guys, overnight, it shot back up to Patriots minus one and a half. So you give me a disgusting, fishy, hazmat, fade the trendy dog favorite, only getting 20%. Why hasn't this line flipped and hopped the fence to the Steelers? Tells me there's liability on New England here. And one good betting system to keep an eye out for last decade here. If you lose by 10 or more points in week one, next week, you come back, you cover around 63% of the time. So it makes no sense. But guys, I think Patriots as a money line play, it looks fishy for a reason. Yeah, you know what, Josh, that's what's always fascinating because doing a show with you for two years and, and you would uh, give me that information <laughs> because Pittsburgh's such a public team. And, and I'm sure the books are anticipating that, right? And uh, on top of that, they got that win against the Cincinnati Bengals too. So, uh, you know, New England, I mean, if you made them a larger dog situation, uh, who knows what would happen. But I mean, from a public standpoint, the Steelers are just such a public team that, that way. You're totally right, Pritch. And again, the big thing here is you're getting like 80% of bets on the Steelers. Mm -hmm. Why hasn't this flipped to Steelers yeah. minus one, minus one and a half? That's really the thing that I keep coming back to. And you did get some good injury report news for New England. It looks like Mac Jones is back injury. It's just back spasm. I don't think he's going to miss this game. Whereas TJ Watt, you know, could be out for this one. But really good, important uh, point by you, Pritch. It's almost like as a better, you know, you have a bad week. You're not as bad as you think. You have a great week. You're probably not as good as you think. To me, this is your ultimate buy low, sell high play for week two. I got to take New England here. And they have already ruled out uh, TJ Watt, especially for this week there uh, for Pittsburgh. Speaking of AFC East versus AFC North, Josh, you have thoughts on this Dolphins-Ravens showdown. Couple of 1-0 teams going to Baltimore, looking like Ravens minus three and a half most of the market. Behind us here at Circa now down to Ravens minus three, juiced at minus 120 there. What do you think about this one? Yeah, Ben, I'm going to go Miami here plus the points. This was a notable line move. As soon as this line dropped, you saw this line open around Ravens minus four. It's down to three and a half. 
to me, it's kind of tough as a better, you know, should I bet a game early in the week? Should I wait? You know, will it go up or down? You got to use a little bit of intuition here. I jumped on Miami plus three and a half. We're showing minus 110 odds right now uh, from Circa, but a lot of these books are plus three and a half, minus 115, minus 120. So I think the hook could be crucial. The line movement is going toward Miami here. I got this thing early because if it gets down to three, I want to hold that hook in my pocket. If Miami loses by three in this spot, you cover with the hook. But if you look across the board, guys, Miami's only getting around like 35% of bets, this reverse line move in their favor. And one system that I always look toward, and Pritch, we've, Ben, we've talked about this a lot in betting across America, short road dogs plus six or less. Those teams have been really good the last few years. They're about 59% ATS. Uh, also keep an eye out maybe for the under. Did fall 46 down to 44 and a half. But I took plus three and a half there with the Finns. All right. Yeah. One of your Monday night games, too, already getting some uh, some action, too. Vikings and Eagles board lighting up on this one. 51, 51 and a half total, Josh. Two, two and a halves on the line there. What do you think about this game? Yeah, it looked really sharp early toward Minnesota. I still do lean Minnesota here. You know, it did open Philly laying three. It got all the way down to one and a half. But overnight, there was some buyback here on Philly. Philly's now back up to around minus two or two and a half across the board. Guys, make it simple. I got to take these primetime dogs, you know, these these primetime unders. If you're worried about, you know, off the key number of three here, maybe you look toward a teaser play. Minnesota, if you can get a two and a half, you take them to eight and a half. To me, this feels like a field goal game. I know Pritch already salivating some of these teaser dollars. Oh, yeah. oh, there are some good ones <laughs> the syndicate. on the board, Josh. Yeah, Got like the a, syndicate. It's hey, like the, a buffet right now. I, with hey, teasers. Josh, the three-team, former-team teaser for Mike. Uh, Falcons, Broncos, Seahawks. I would have cashed if you played on the 10-point teaser. Uh, Josh, great <laughs> to see you as always. Thank you so much for the insights, and we'll catch you every day on A, the Market Insights podcast, and then the uh, VEASAN Morning Daily Bets. Thanks, man. You guys are the best. Have a great day. Absolutely. More deep dives available at vcin.com slash subscribe for our VEASAN Pro subscribers. Coming up next. Talk- at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Week 2 games here on the Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points. You can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager on the BetMGM app, sign up to BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action. 
With BetMGM Awards, eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're back for the final time here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM, our Tuesday crew from our Circus Sportsbook Studios downtown Las Vegas. I'm Ben Wilson with the former wide receiver, Mike Pritchard. You were talking earlier, and I thought this was really good insight on how week two in, in particular in NFL betting, it's always the overreaction week, mm-hmm. and it comes down to what do we believe is real and what do we believe doesn't have a whole lot of basis within it. And you made the point earlier, it's got to be a case-by-case basis. You can't just assign a blanket you know, a blanket value to some of these situations for teams because you see it every year, mm-hmm. and there's never a uniform outcome that it actually happens. And, and I know that your insight is a little bit different since you actually played, and you can kind of speak to this more from, from being in the locker room, right, and, and having those adjustment periods go from the week one to week twos every year. Yeah, absolutely, because uh, you're going to focus on the little things, and that's really what separates you as a team. Uh, everybody's talented. Everybody, you know, the majority of, of the league, if you think about it, they run the same scheme offensively, uh, the same type of quarterbacks too. So uh, focusing in on the little things, and, and it's a case-by-case situation, uh, at least from a betting standpoint, because, I mean, you factor in uh, the matchups that you're going to see in week two, a short week between the Chargers and the Chiefs, for instance, right? Uh, you know, the Chiefs look like they don't have any flaws, but their offense hid the flaws that they have defensively. Uh, so it's a great matchup, to my, in my opinion, when you look at the Chargers uh, in that regard. Uh, other situations, too, case-by-case scenario. Uh, Green Bay, you know, the young pups that they have at wide receiver, and they needed to catch up to that standard against a divisional opponent. Sense of urgency is trying to be created by Aaron Rodgers. Can they do that during this week of preparation uh, as they go up against another divisional opponent? Right? I mean, case-by-case situation, you got a big spread uh, with the Rams, who look like they were out of sync offensively, but they were just out of shape in the first game of the year. And Sean McVay uh, owned that one, and I'm sure they're going to be in better shape uh, as they take on the Falcons who travel all the way across country. So I, I think if you approach it from a case-by-case situation, uh, that definitely will help you out from a handicapping standpoint. It's a great pro tip, of which we have one available each and every hour on the network, 20 a day, vsan.com slash pro tips for all these sorted by show and by sport. As Mike Pritchard is saying, evaluate these early, especially week one struggles on a case-by-case basis. Don't just talk yourself into a blanket right. blanket uh, sort of statement as it relates to the betting markets because we're seeing right now numbers are moving all over the place on a lot of these games. We'll talk about the Rams-Falcons game in a second because the numbers are moving as we speak here. A couple books already up to Rams minus 11 in that spot, but a game that really fascinates me on an early line that we're seeing settle in down to about a three-point margin. couple teams in division, NFC South, Buccaneers, and the Saints – Two teams who won games, neither of whom looked particularly sharp in the process. And you think about where this is settled now. Bucks laying three on the road was two and a half at open. We've seen a little bit of Bucks support, Mike. How do you evaluate a matchup like this where Dennis Allen in his first game as a second stint as a head coach was very poor with late game coaching decisions, not taking a timeout until two minutes, four seconds to go, basically giving Atlanta a free play to pass if they wanted to got away with it because Will Lutz and Jameis Winston orchestrate the 16-point fourth-quarter comeback against now a Tampa Bay team that did struggle mightily in the red zone, having to, having to settle there for five field goals in the week one win. Yeah, I mean, I, I first start with the fact that I think uh, Tom Brady has one losing record against one team in the National Football League, and it's the Saints, uh, in particular because he's been in the division now for several years, and uh, he's gone up against Dennis Allen. I, I think Dennis Allen has done a great job uh, with the defenses that Tom faces to make things difficult. Now, Tom Brady has an offensive line that's depleted, uh, injured, 
uh, banged up. Um, you know, they were able to run the ball. We saw that against the Dallas Cowboys, which is going to be very, very interesting uh, how long they stick with that philosophy. Uh, I, I think Tom Brady is highly comfortable, more comfortable throwing the football. Uh, I like this situation for Tom in this for this reason. Julio Jones um, was, a, a, was a quiet pickup, but uh, I think it's going to help him out because he doesn't have Gronk anymore. Uh, you think about God went out there already, and then Mike Evans and Latimer, they're going to go at it. Uh, we know that, too. So from a matchup standpoint, I mean, it's intriguing uh, to think that Tom Brady might have a chance and have the advantages here. And then on the other side, defensively, uh, it, it, Todd Bowles has this defense ready to go, uh, ready to go, uh, which I think is a standout situation for Tampa in the entire year. This is a great matchup, though, uh, Ben, because it's one of those divisional games in which mm -hmm. you have that familiarity. Jameis Winston trailing was spectacular against Atlanta. And, and so you can never count out the Saints either. And I, I think the Saints found out something about themselves offensively. Uh, the new play caller, too, when Davenport as opposed to, uh, excuse me, Pete Carmichael, right. as opposed to Sean um, Payton. You have to get through that when you settle in on what you want to do and what you can do. And I think the Saints exhibited to me that they know that they can get to some things in their offense to help them out and help out Jameis. So uh, I haven't made a determination on the number here. It's a home dog situation. Uh, obviously, again, I mentioned about the buffet that's in front of me from a teaser standpoint. The total uh, standing out to me at 44 and a half as well. Pretty much market-wide too, that yeah. 44 and a half number you see on your screen right now. Money lines minus 160 to Tampa, plus 135 for New Orleans. I can't help myself but find some skepticism in this Saints offense. Keep in mind an offense where Jameis Woodson was under 100 yards passing well into the second half against a defense that by the position-by-position position breakdowns grades out as a bottom 5-10 to 10 defense in the NFL in the Atlanta Falcons. Sure, everybody's going to remember the 17 fourth quarter points, the, the crazy chunk plays down the stretch. Saints ended that game averaging nearly six and a half. It was actually over six and a half yards per play up to 6.8, almost seven. But you compound that and a general offense that really did struggle, Mike, against a Tampa Bay defense that completely neutralized Dallas and everything they were trying to do even before Dak Prescott went out with injury, limiting them to the three points, under four yards of play. Mm -hmm. And you think about how efficient Tom Brady and the Bucks' offense actually was outside of the red zone. You think about the overall numbers, 5.6 yards per play for Tampa. You get over 125 yards on the ground with Leonard Fournette. I guess Julio Jones is on the TB12 diet because that guy looks like he somehow reversed the aging process by seven years over one offseason. It seems on the surface like a lot of betters will talk themselves into this narrative of, oh, Tom Brady just can't beat the Saints. They just have his number for whatever reason. To me, the numbers tell a different story, at least from what we're seeing so far. And it's a totally different ballgame when you're talking about in-game coaching between Sean Payton, who's won a Super Bowl, and Dennis Allen, who has now won nine NFL games over four seasons combined as a head coach. Yeah, you know, that has to get better, uh, no doubt. You know, Todd Bowles, though, on the other side, too. I mean, that would be interesting as you have to struggle. Like, they didn't have to struggle. And he wasn't calling... put in any situations. Yeah, like he Allen didn't have was. to struggle right. calling uh, defense either for Tampa Bay against Dallas. I mean, their plan was working. But when your plan's not working and you have to have those adjustments – okay, he's going to have to be involved in that uh, from a head coaching standpoint and also as a defense coordinator. I would argue, though, Ben, that the roster or offensively, the personnel is better than what Dallas has. Um, I know J uh, Jameis Winston coming back from injury, uh, but we saw that guy in the second half, that fourth quarter. I mean, the guy was lights out. Uh, again, in a trailing situation on the road uh, after being injured, after being banged up. We know his injury history, too, and – uh, no turnovers that way from that guy. And I mean, uh, it's, it's interesting that against 
this Tampa defense where he's going to have familiarity to and, and from a personnel standpoint and, and saddled with all those great personnel people around him, they have a lot of options that they can get to. And that's, that's what I'm focusing in on uh, earlier in the week. I, I know what I saw last week. I get that. But moving forward out that front windshield, though, uh, it's completely different in my eyes. So. A couple of things, too, on the Saints, just from the play-calling perspective. Mm-hmm. Looked so good with Taysom Hill early, mm-hmm. and then they got away from it. Hill ends up four carries, 81 yards, and a touchdown, most of those on the opening drive. So in the scripted plays there for Pete Carmichael, taking over as he and he part of as the co-offensive coordinator there for New Orleans. Yeah. You combine that with Alvin Kamara, who Dennis Allen came out in his press conference yesterday and said is dealing with a bit of a rib issue. Still expecting to, to play, but he did not look 100%. Mike, you mm-hmm. think about the final numbers here. Three catches for seven yards, only carried it nine times for 39 yards. You would have to think if he is under 100%, it's really hard to trust New Orleans against a top 10 defense like Tampa Bay. And that's where some of my concerns uh, lie in a spot like this. We talk also about injuries for the offensive line. Donovan Smith going to be on the questionable tag here, left tackle who was injured, hyperextended elbow there in the week one spot. Total makes it very, makes it interesting to me now with the 44 and a half, certainly a lean to the under there, but the Camara piece it's so one, if, if you don't have that figured out by the time you get to Sunday, I'd have big, big question marks in the Saints offense. Yeah, I mean, Ingram, too, uh, you can't drop the ball and all that. Um, yeah, you know, at, for week one, again, case-by-case case situation. I'm not going to overreact. Uh, divisional game, and it, but just a tough spot uh, when you think about the Saints and maybe a desperation spot, yeah. uh, too, though. But, uh, no, it's, it's a chance for this team to, if they have designs of winning the division, uh, here you go with their week two opponent. So if you want to watch and get you get an understanding of these guys, NFL coaching-wise, go watch the last three minutes of that Saints-Falcons game. I mean, boy, howdy, were there some coaching <laughs> malpractice from both sides. Did you just Dennis say, Allen boy, howdy? Yeah, it was that bad. <laughs> it was crazy. It's a good way for us to end the show. Beast and Big Pets, Dave Ross and Evolve Shot coming up next from our South Point Studios. For Mike Pritchard, I'm Ben Wilson. Saying so long on the Lombardi Line. <laughs> At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. 
Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.